Hello. Hi. Welcome to a new episode of the Nerdy North. Hello, hello. I'm Felicia. I'm Kayla. I'm a little drunk. <laughs> That's going to be a good time today. Guys. We're going to have a great time because this is like solid, unfiltered opinion time. Yes. And spoiler warning right now, like we are going to be talking about the Batman. And in depth. In depth and holding no punches right now. No. And it was so good. We had the best time. We had more fun than anybody else in that theater. I'm going to level with you. Because we laughed and were like... Cackling. I was like whooping in my seat. There's a few times where it was like full on Jersey Shore fist. Yes. And nobody else seemed to give a shit. But we had a great time. (laughs) That's all that matters. And honestly, this is the first movie we've seen together. It was! Because typically, like, the few other times we've watched movies have been, like, at my house. Yeah. Which is fun. And it's more background noise, really. Because we're talking the whole we're time. Kidding. So, yes, this, it was great to be to actually go to a theater. Yes. And sit down and enjoy something. Um, I remember being really excited. It was on my top 2022 yes. list. Yes. But at the same time, I was like, oh, is it going to be, like, just too serious which it was but we'll get to that another point <laughs> and i was just i was just like i don't know well that's like I, I don't even care that it was it took itself so seriously no because it made the pieces that were funny so, so funny. funny um and so we were talking about how felicia's gonna go to vancouver in june yeah. for her birthday and I'm going on a temporary assignment. So I'm going to be not working with Felicia directly for the next six months. Uh The only good thing about that is typically we can't go on trips at the same time ever because we cover for each other. So because I'm going to be at a different office, uh, I'm going to do my damnedest to be able to come on your birthday trip and we'll go to Vancouver together. Oh my god, I'm so happy. (laughs) Because Ari is going to be in Alberta. So she's not going to be here. So I don't have to worry about a babysitter or camp or anything. So Ari is going to be visiting my dad in Alberta during that exact same time period. She leaves the 19th and she's not coming back to like the 10th of July. Oh, wow. She's going for like three and a half weeks. So... I don't have to worry about a babysitter or anything like that. So it's like, I can absolutely plan to go down the weekend that you go down for your birthday. Yes. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Because we talked about how we like want to do something together, but we never can no. because we cover each other's desks because we work in the same building. The fact that we'd have so much fun. Absolutely. And I was like, I can't. We came to that realization on Friday when we were having like a little like donut get together. They had like a little luncheon for me. It was so, so very sweet. It was like, oh, look at treats and goodbye. But Kayla's eyes lit up when she came to that realization. She's like, we can go, go somewhere, somewhere together. together. I instantly started thinking, it's like, where can we go and what's out at, around that time? Absolutely. To, like, go see and stuff. So, Which is like, you're planning already to go at your birthday. And yes. I am very happy to go down for your birthday. Yay. So I'm going to Calgary for Calgary Fan Expo. I leave on the the 21st of April. Me and Aria are going down. So we will definitely do a little breakdown of what we did at Fan Expo when we get back. I did think of, I was like, what if I joined them? And I was like, you know what? That's like your guys' little family trip. And then we can always do something later. Dude, 
if you want to come, just tell me. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do. I do. <laughs> so like, if you want to come, just, like, let me know. Because I'm super stoked if you want to come. Arya's super funny because she's, like, decided the five things she wants to do. Yeah. Which are, like, dress up in her cosplay and go to Comic-Con, which is fair enough, and buy all of, like, her nerdy weeb shit. Just, I'm so happy that my nine-year-old is a weeb. Yes. Uh, and she wants to go to an arcade. And she wants to have bubble tea. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, these all sound like very reasonable requests. They are. It's something that I'm yeah. like, and she's like, I want to go to, it. she's like, I want to dress up in my cosplay and go to the Comic-Con. I want to have bubble tea. I want to go to an arcade. And she wants to go to the zoo. I'm like, okay, like that sounds like a great trip. Like, I'm fine with that. It does. Yeah. So Plus, I haven't been to Calgary in a few years, and my friend Katie and Fabby live down there as well, so yeah. I have to, like, catch up with them, too. Which would be excellent. So, at least part of the time, you could come and stay at my brother's house. Cool. I mean, you'll sleep on a couch, but it's I've done free. That exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guess what, Dustin, if you're listening. Surprise! Surprise! Hi! <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna buy you groceries while I'm there, so it's fine. That's gonna be the- It's like, what are you doing the first thing you get there? It's like, I'm going to the grocery store. Because my brother has no food. It is insane how he lives. <laughs> and I love him so much. But it's like, uh, granola bars and, and dry pasta is like not food. No. And we are going to have a nine-year-old who needs to eat. Yes. So we get there Thursday at lunchtime. And step one we are going to the grocery store and I'm buying my brother food. Well, it's also nice to have the option where you're not eating out the entire time. Either. Well, and it's like, and I'm super happy to cook while I'm yeah. there. Uh, so, and it's my brother and his roommate, Justin, live in a two-bedroom apartment. And it's super weird because Justin's like, Justin's like my other brother. Oh. We've, <laughs> Justin lived with us from the time that I was like two till I was like five. Wow. And I've known him my entire life. Uh, so Hi, Justin. <laughs> hey, bud. But yeah, so like, just, it's like, I go, I just, it's, we're going and staying. My brothers. Awesome. That'll be a good time. Which is good. And Optimus, who is the most obnoxious cat in the world. Is that the name? Yes. The name? So his name is Optimus. <laughs> my brother got him on a whim at a pet smart adoption day. Because he just wanted to go look at cats. And he's like, uh, I also have this fat monstrosity. And it's very funny because he looks identical to Cleo, like my cat. Like, you know oh, exactly yeah, yeah. what Cleo looks like. But it's basically as if you, like, didn't lengthen Cleo's hair at all and just, like, put 20 pounds on her. Because he's just, he's fat and obnoxious. But he's a very sweet and lovely cat. Like, he's really very, very nice. He's never been mean to any human in his life. He is the opposite of an aggressive cat. Hmm. He's a, he's a, he is aggressively loving. Ah. And it's always very funny because I will call Dustin and he just yells in the background until I say hi. <laughs> I hear Auntie. I hear Auntie Kayla. Like, hey, hey, hi, hi, hi. Like, Optimus, I hear you. This is fine. <laughs> actual child. This he is like really is. Like, Optimus is a big fucking baby. <laughs> so 
So that's going to be good. My dad and my stepmom are going to come down. That's right. They're going to take Aria for a couple of days, aren't they? Uh, yeah. So they're going to come down Saturday and they're going to have her Saturday night. We're all going to go to the zoo together and they're going to keep her Sunday night as well. Excellent. Which is nice because I would like to like be an adult for a day on my vacation. I say that as I drink at noon. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. What do, what do we care? I start a new job on Monday. Uh, yeah. I'm going to be there in the morning. I know. Yeah, I don't start till 1230. It's just so soon. I found out Wednesday as well. Uh, I I also found out Wednesday. <laughs> so it's, like, so it's like, it's not like you were like incredibly informed. I found out that day and then we went to the movies and I was like, hey, just, just so you know. No, you didn't. That didn't happen. Oh, no, I think I told you. I was like, I'm going to tell you about it. And then and nothing, nothing happened. And I was just like, okay, like, she'll, she'll tell me what I figured because you, you weren't home or you weren't at work on Wednesday. Yes, because I was home sick with Aria. So I was like, she'll tell me. She'll, she'll, yeah. And then I forgot because it was, <laughs> we were very excited about the Batman. Very excited. Oh, Battenson. Peak performance. Um, like, I don't want any any variation to Batman aside from a more awkward portrayal. <laughs> like I, I, there is nothing that makes me more happy than spoiler alert. When he goes to go to the funeral and Alfred's like, Oh, like you're actually making a public appearance. He's like, serial killers like to go to the scene of their crime. Like they like to like be part of the investigation. But the entire time that he's there, he looks like he wants to fucking die. Because he goes in with, like, the the feelings and, like, the charisma of Batman. He's like, I'm gonna do this. And then he realizes he has to be Bruce Wayne for this thing. (laughs) And he wants to die. And I love it so much. I love, like, I think my favorite part was they're standing in the church and, like, there's Gordon there and the two police officers and the one that was being a total dick to Batman was just like hi Hi, Bruce Bruce. and he just had the biggest smile and waving and Bruce turns around I hate everything say don't look at me it's it's uh we were talking about this on the drive home where it's like it is so brilliant to have every scene of Bruce look like he's (laughs) A second away from tears. Because well, yes. it's brilliant. It is it's a brilliant acting choice. It is a brilliant character choice. And I refuse to have any other Batman except for socially inept. Yeah. Bruce Wayne. It's the best. Well, especially because he's like he's 23 and he was emo in the fucking 90s and late 2000s. Like, oh, sir, like, you have been listening. I think he's our age, because, like... Yeah, like, he's... Exactly. It's like, uh, I know how I was in the time that you were dealing with childhood trauma, and I wasn't, and I know how insufferable I was. (laughs) So for me to picture you and just be like, you were more emo than me, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It was a great choice. Yes. For both, like, Pattinson and the director to be like, this is this is Bruce This is Bruce. Uh, where he hates being a person. He just wants to be an idea. I think one of his first 
quote, I'm nocturnal now. Like, I'm a nocturnal beast. And then the next And he's scene, just journaling. <laughs> and I, I love it. So, every component of the character is an unhinged man who is just listening to what his therapist says, but not applying it properly. <laughs> yeah. And I live, I live. I actually leaned over and whispered to Kayla during the church scene. I'm just like, Bruce, you fucking weirdo. Go talk to them. <laughs> just like talk <laughs> to a person. Instead of just like crumbling in, into himself. Like, stop talking. Stop talking. Like, do to not me. make direct eye contact with me. Whereas really, like, almost every adaptation that we've seen of Bruce, he is the rich billionaire, and he has all these toys. And it's all, and all fake as fuck. Yeah. And it feels fake. Yeah. Which is, like, I, I love that this iteration has not curated that fake persona mm-hmm. in social circles. Yeah. Because he's just an absolute lunatic, and I love it so, so much. And a part of me was just like, how do you not know this isn't Batman? Because he has the exact same way. Maybe just a bit more, like, straight. Just, like, and just stares at you in the corner. Yeah. Like, it's like, <laughs> oh, no, like, this man is... I... Somebody posted on Tumblr, and I thought I was going to fucking die. And they're just like, listen. He gives off the energy as if we knew that he was Batman. But everyone's like, he's been through enough. Just let him have this. <laughs> and nobody said anything. And it's like, that feels correct. This is also the only iteration of Batman that I feel like deserves a child Robin. Yes. Yes, he does. Because it's like, this is the only iteration of Batman that I could understandably see consciously making the decision that a 12-year-old can fight crime. (laughs) Because he has no concept of social norms and, like, how to be a human being. Like, this is a great idea. It's like, yeah, like, you have weird... Circus skills? Fantastic. Wear no pants and climb this building. <laughs> <laughs> and I can just see, I can see everyone's reactions like, he has a kid now. It's like, ah, uh, what do we where, do? Where did you find this child? And he's like, it's mine. <laughs> As if it was like an item that he owned instead of a human being. And like, I think that's why I'm so, I need this Batman. To have a Robin. Yes. And it needs to be a child Robin. Yeah. It can't be an adult Robin. Because, like, as much as the adult Robin with George Clooney was, like, it was funny. Yeah. I don't want an adult Robin. I want a fucking 13-year-old with, like, weird contortionist circus skills to skulk around in the night with the most awkward human being in the world. And he's just... He's just who total won't, contrast. Who, who will not speak to him. And it's just Robin being like, hey, can I, like, have pizza? And he's just like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, we have parent-teacher interviews. I will pay you all of the money to never tell me anything that I have to go do in your school ever again. Whereas, like, Robin just stares intensely and just, like, gives what he wants. And he's just like, ah, don't make direct eye contact. <laughs> I think my favorite is the when the Tumblr posts, like, his skills of cooking are none, so he just eats a bag of shredded cheese. I, and it is, like, turned into, like, a full, a full subset of memes yeah. of him exclusively eating 
pre-shredded cheese in a bag or just a block of cheese or just a block of cheese which is like that's a depression meal yeah which is fair it feels like something <laughs> aria would roast me for <laughs> my eight-year-old uh straight up looked at me the other day and we were watching videos and she's like do people actually eat when they're sad and i said yes and she's like do you eat when you're sad and i said sometimes and she's like that's probably because you have depression and immediately rolled past it as if she hadn't just like come for my neck <laughs> it's like oh oh cool great this is oh this is what we're doing good 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 i appreciate it because it's such a millennial view of batman it, it feels so correct and it's like this speaks to me what's really funny is i think like there's this whole concept that like the riddler is a silly villain which a lot of the time he is but i loved this interpretation and how serious it took the riddler yeah well it remi reminds me of hush like yes. i watched the the animated movie for that storyline and i really liked what they did with the riddler it shows him in a very different light it shows him that he can be taken seriously and this movie does the same thing for him where it's like these traps are fucked up like, oh oh my god there's um, a few times where we're just squirming in our seats just like what the fuck is he doing yeah like it's like i hate everything about this like even the beginning scene the sequence <gasps> <laughs> it was so funny. i thought i was gonna throw up only because i was so surprised because he's just existing in the background like a fucking mannequin and it's haunting and the, the best part was, is that Kayla looked down because she dropped something. And when she looked back up, I just saw her visibly jump. I did. I dropped a Starburst into my lap and I was like, oh, like nothing's really happening right now. So I looked down to pick up the Starburst and then uh, there was something happening. And it was Paul Dano being an absolute fucking nightmare. And he just shows up. Like, but I love that. I love that yeah. though. And it's, I appreciate that they gave him weight yeah. in terms of like being an actual nightmare while also just like being an a dweeby weird internet personality yes. and it's like that is the exact riddler that would happen in this timeline yeah and the fact that like the the clues he was leaving for the batman i i i reached over to kayla i was like He's leaving Batman love letters. And the next, I, the very next scene is Gordon opening up the card. And it was a Valentine's card. <laughs> um, and I, I have questions about those cards. Because where on God's green earth did he find such specific pre-made cards? It's like, did you go to every store in Gotham to find the correct card for your little joke? He did. He did you totally make did. these cards? Like, I have a lot of concerns and questions. These are all, like, very apt for what you're doing. And I wonder, did you did you find the card and plan the, the situation uh -huh. around it? Did you plan the situation and then find the card? Incredibly specific cards? I need to know. Yeah. I could just imagine him... Justice himself just standing in the card section just like I'm picturing him in like khakis in a striped shirt <laughs> and just like muttering to himself exactly. what the, speaking what the to himself was. specifically like would this yeah. would, would this get his attention would would the Batman the, will the Batman like this but also 
something that they should have just continued on with <laughs> is the fact that Gordon matched the rhyme to yes. the card with his response. And there was only one that didn't fit, and you yeah. noticed it immediately. And I was like, they should have just kept it going because it was just this perfect little like um, tidbit. I appreciate this version of Gordon. Yes, so very much. Because on top of like he's just genuinely a very good cop. Yeah. But he also is just exhausted and sassy and just like I it's it's my favorite. No guns is your thing. Yeah. Which is like, uh okay, great. Perfect. So the Batman's gonna walk in, Gordon's gonna shoot somebody. I don't even care. They have I'm having a great time. Yeah. In the scene where they're just like, Batman's captured by the police after he gives a, gives an explosion, <laughs> and he's like the one that just like, here's the key, get out, just punch me lightly. Paint full on cold cloths in. Yeah, I thought and you were like, like, gonna punches. pull your punches, and he's like, I literally did. <laughs> I am so happy with this movie, and I was. Not necessarily, like, concerned. I was a little confused. Mm -hmm. And I think... I think it's because it's another Batman movie. Well, I think that was what it was, right? Is like, I was... I was tired of Batman the way that he had been portrayed Mm -hmm. in visual media for the last little bit. I think in print media, he has been... Batman is consistently one of the most digestible and very comic books. Yeah. With the amount of canon that there is. But we've really seen the exact same type of Batman in visual media, mm-hmm. both in live action and even in the animated series for the most part. Right. Like we've had like a very strict view of when we're seeing Batman and what is happening with Batman how he is, whereas he's just a weird dude. He's just a weird rich guy. And that's something I appreciate about Robert Pattinson is there was a quote uh, quote that he said that his his manager, his team, was like very surprised that he was interested in it. Interested in being the Batman and they're like, but we thought you played freaks and his response is Batman is a freak. Yes. And a hundred percent, you're dressing up as a bat. And in and... what universe is a man with no superpowers, who has just taught himself with his enormous amounts of time and money because mm-hmm. he is independently wealthy, all of the different types of fighting that you could possibly do? Uh, he made himself a bulletproof suit and just appears in the shadows. Yeah, and yeah, that that dude's normal completely yeah like that dude's got it together so i think we should probably like we've been singing the praises of the batman this Mm -hmm. whole time which is there's still so much to to talk about uh so do we want to talk next about our favorite plot points and like pieces of the movie and then we can talk about things we thought we could do better and predictions for the second part okay all right so we're gonna take a quick quick pause and then we will talk about movie specifics. Mm-hmm. And then we will move on to amendments and predictions. Can't wait. Yeah. 
So let's talk about spoilers, very specifically the plot of the Batman. <clears throat> there were so many twists and turns that I didn't see coming. Absolutely. And I really appreciated that as well as that it felt like a detective movie. It was very much so based in him being a detective, which is everybody talks about like, oh, like Batman's the greatest detective. Mm -hmm. But then none of the movies show that until this one. Yeah. At least not going so in depth where it's like he had almost an answer for everything. Yes. And that's something I really appreciated that it shows that he's very smart. A hundred percent. And it makes you wonder, like, how do you know all this stuff? It's kind of weird, but also that fits in your wheelhouse. Like, of course you're going to know what that Yeah, that it's like, no, means. like, that dude feels like someone who would have a, in case of emergency, kill contingency. Yes. For every single person he meets. And I also, like, love the things that he didn't know. Alfred ends up knowing and yes. helps him. And he's like, I learned this during the war. You would know that you knew, you would know that if you fucking talked to me. <laughs> I, I know there was a few people who were like not sold on Andy Circus. <gasps> I loved it. As Alfred. And I absolutely adored it. I, I loved it. Yeah. Because I think there's this whole idea that Alfred is stuffy. No. Like, no. Have you not watched any of Alfred's content ever? He's yeah. so sassy and he's like not afraid to be like, Bruce, you look like shit. Yeah, you like you look have, fucking have a bath, you monster. Because somebody needs to do it. Yeah. Or just like those reminders is like, I've been here for you. Stop acting like you're all alone. Oh, I this this falls again into that category that we have talked about with Batman likes to pretend like he's like, I'm so like alone alone and uh i'm an island and it's like you have a full fucking family of adopted children and mm. like a butler and a love interest and like you have like the does the bat family mean nothing to you apparently well I at this point that. yeah yes because it doesn't happen but for the most part the way that he is depicted is very much yeah, like, I'm alone and that's about it. But it's like, then why did you adopt all these children? Why did you adopt seven kids? And bring them into the, like, crime fighting scene and everything like yeah. that. Yeah, like, it's just like, I... Because you have a special place in your heart. But there are compilations of showing, like, he has a soft, soft spot for kids. Yes. Right, where it's like, he will do whatever it takes to protect them. Yes. And make sure that they feel safe. So it's just all these different layers that you do get to see in this movie. Yeah. Especially with like the, the mayor that dies and Bruce wanting, seeing this young boy and clearly triggered by it. Yeah. He's the exact same age as when Bruce lost his yeah. family. Um, but seeing those moments where it's like, it's the kid that reaches out at the end to take yes. Batman's hand for the first time where everyone's like, what the fuck? Like, who is this guy? It's like, oh, like we don't like vigilantes. And it's like, I'm literally here to save your life. Like if you want to drown, that's your choice. Like, I mean, point. do you, I guess, but <laughs> yeah. like maybe don't force everybody to drown with you because you're too proud. Yeah. And then of course, like we had that, the, the heart stopping moment of thinking like you fucking killed Al Alfred. Al Al I, was about to revolt. Yeah. Like, Are you fucking kidding me? Which, that was also another turn where it's like, 
what does Bruce have to do with the Riddler? Like, what yes. the hell is happening? So that was like one of the twists that I was referring to is the Riddler sends um, a, a bomb to Bruce Wayne's ha- uh, apartment. Yeah. And Alfred picks it up and does what he normally does, which is look at all the mail because yeah. Bruce is a goblin. He doesn't do any of it. Yeah. Like he can't be a person. Yeah. So when that happened, I was like so happy that he wasn't actually dead. And they finally have that kind of understanding of each other of things. They either both didn't want to talk about or Bruce didn't know about kind of thing. Yeah. I was like, you grab his fucking hand right now. You hold his fucking hand. How dare you? And then, of course, he's like, I never thought I'd ever feel that fear again until, like, I thought I lost you. Yeah. Like, oh, God, finally. Yeah, it's like, I'm so glad that you're realizing, like, this man gave up his entire life. Yeah. For you. You selfish fucking rich kid. I And I appreciated that they made a point to show Bruce not understanding his own privilege. Yeah. Like you get those those subtle hint um not subtle, those those conversations at the as Batman, like even Selena Kyle's mentioning like Thomas and Bruce Wayne probably being the next targets cuz you know, why wouldn't the Wayne family be targets? Yeah. He's like what are you talking about? Because you've been sitting in the fucking corner. Like you've been sitting <laughs> in your gothic ass tower, which Sidebar. Yes. That building is incredible. I want to live there. It's beautiful. It makes me so happy. I thought, like, I was like, <laughs> oh my god, this is totally Kayla's Yeah, aesthetic. the guy, like, if oh I could god. move in, I would do it immediately. I really like the, the design choice. I, I like, agree. Like, it's like, it doesn't need to be rich kid cheap. No. He's a weird goth. He would absolutely live in a like macabre Victorian tower. He would, a hundred percent. And everyone working there is just like, uh, it's like I guess this is what Bruce does and what he wants, and it's fine. Yes, be weird, make it weird. Please be more weird. You're a billionaire. You can afford this. Of be eccentric. She's... Yes, which he is. Yes. But one thing I I. I... I want to talk about with Alfred too is like, yeah, he's, he's not afraid to kind of like sass Bruce. Yes. Or, or I think it was, he was getting ready for the, the funeral in the back cave. And like in the middle of his sentence, Alfred's like, where's your cufflinks? Yeah. Like, how dare you? You need like, to who, present yourself. Who are you? Because it is not the child that I raised. Yeah. Those little moments that just made me really appreciate Andy's. Um, yes. For Alfred. Yeah. And it makes me want to see more of him and, mm-hmm. and just like his quirks of like, you're fucking weird, but here you go. I'll help you. And I think it's one of those things too, where like Alfred is the logical fail safe mm-hmm. in Batman's life in all iterations. Yeah. But especially with this absolute lunatic that we have in this version where it's like, Alfred needs to remind him to be a human being. <laughs> yeah. What was it? Uh, the first time he goes out in the daytime um, in a long time. Where it's like going and like Alfred's like doing the accounting. And he's like, yes. what are you doing? And it's just like, I, the books, because you fucking don't. But when he actually steps out into like the dim light, <laughs> he like recoils from it and puts on his stupid little black terrible <laughs> it's like, what is what is happening right now um 
Tori is like horrified that it's still later when she goes to bed now. Like it's oh, still yeah. daytime, and I was like, I promise you, it's eight p.m. Like you still have to go to bed. Yes, it, I hate it. <laughs> We're being done yeah, she's, again. she's horrified. She's like, no, it's it's not. Why is it daytime? Like full daytime? And I'm like, I don't know, ma'am. I got I got nothing for you because we live here. That's why. Because that's the Yukon. Like I would love to be able to be like, yeah, do whatever you want. Like it's. Okay, so, like, what are some other plot points that we can um, break down? Selena Kyle. I love Zoe Kravitz so much. She, oh, God. I just God. want to kiss her face. She's so obnoxiously good-looking. She is. And she can pull anything off. Yeah. Like, it... Every point of the movie, no matter what is she, what she's wearing, what she, what she's doing, all of it. Yeah, I'm like, Ugh. and I appreciate Man. that her story was going one way, but still kind of veered into Batman's story too. Yes. You know, she was like, "I'm not going to wait for you to do this." Yeah, she's like, "Oh, you're not going to help me catch this guy? I'll tell you where to meet me, and yeah. I already have him." It's like, okay, great, like. She's like, she doesn't give a shit about the bigger picture for Batman. No. Or what Batman sees. She's just like, this is, I'm seeking revenge on my friend, my innocent friend who uh, was unjustly murdered. And that was, that was her thing. And then of course, like you, you find out she's like the big mafia guy's daughter. daughter. And like, I liked how interconnected it was to the crime syndicates yeah. in Batman. Because it feels like it's grounded in a sense of reality where it's just like the stakes are the way they are because of these things. Yeah. So with the stakes being what they are and everybody's talking about like, oh, like this is the strongest building. This is the tallest building. This is whatever, whatever, whatever. You have desperate people mm -hmm. willing to do whatever to get to the top. Yeah. Even if it's and just like the smart, playing the waiting game. Smart desperate people. Yeah. Waiting to do whatever they want. And it's like you see that with, with uh, Penguin. Yeah. Like I thought Colin Firth was incredible. Colin Farrell. But holy shit it I completely forgot that was Colin Farrell. I did too. Because his voice doesn't even sound like him, not just because like he's Irish, so it's like of course he's going to have a... And, and, and he's going to take off the accent. Yeah. And even just like, there's nothing. I couldn't see Colin anywhere in no. that performance, no. and it was fantastic. He was so amazing and specific, and it felt like such a fully fleshed out character. Which, considering how little we get about the Penguin's yeah. story in this iteration, I didn't even mind because, like, I was so connected because of the physicality yeah. that he brought to that role and the makeup design for that role was oh. incredible. Insane. But so, like, I'm, I, I, I don't miss not getting the Penguin backstory because I feel like we're going to get there eventually. Yeah. Because he feels like such a complete person. 
I think if you got his backstory now, it would muddy the waters. Muddy the waters. It would just kind of like halt the the flow of everything. Yeah. You need to know why he's important at this moment because it means how it's going to be for him going forward. Yeah. Because that yeah, he's playing the waiting game. He's playing to win. Yes. Exactly. And it's like of course, like what was the the, the club's name? Because the club within the club's called Forty Below. Yeah. So it was like of course your club's gonna be called that. <laughs> the Iceberg Lounge? Oh, I think that's it. I think that's it. I don't know. Something with ice in it, I know. Yeah, it's so, all cold themed. <laughs> on point the penguin. I think he has some of the best scenes in, he... in the film. I I love how everyone's like, it's not funny. And it's like, at no point is Paul Dano in a jail cell out of nowhere starting to sing Ave Maria. <laughs> not funny. Because it's absolutely ludicrous. He's just done with the conversation, so he's just gonna start he's just singing. He's gonna sing Ave Maria, or the fact that Penguin solves a, a riddle for them, and he's like, "You guys are fucking stupid." Oh, it's <laughs> brilliant. The like a Penguin being like, "No habla español." <laughs> I thought I was gonna pee my pants. Nobody else was laughing, Which and is such a Felicia crime. and I were dying. Because just the, the literal, just the fact that he's, like, you're supposed to be the smartest guy and yeah. you don't understand Spanish. I very firmly believe, because this is super early in Batman's career, uh, that, that that singular sentence was, like, the push for Batman to become a polyglot. <laughs> it really was. Because he's like, I can't ever be embarrassed that way again. And then they just leave Penguin. <laughs> I it's like yeah just like continue about your life it's like maybe give him to the cops like I tell somebody he's there he's just screaming he's after just he's yelling from asshole yeah he's just like yelling from a darkened alley in an abandoned warehouse <laughs> with his ankles tied together so he literally walks so he's like waddling and it's perfect it's great but it's just like what is what what is happening. But even the scene before all that, the car chase. That car chase was so good. The like the sound effects they put in, like it was very heavily like, here is the sound that cars make and just go. <laughs> here is the sound that cars make. <laughs> but you know, like there's no like there was no big music attached oh, to no. it. Oh no. Like know? it was very like, much just like the sounds the sound. of the vehicles. <laughs> but just the concept of you being like, here is the sound the cars make. <laughs> I I can be funny sometimes. I think sure. you're hilarious. That's why we do this. <laughs> but it is the sound effects. The sound effects play a big part in this film too. <laughs> I'm just picturing just a singular man in like a closed in Foley sound booth and I don't know how he would make those sounds but I don't know why my brain's like horse trotting and coconuts <laughs> vroom vroom <laughs> I can't I can't with any of this 
I told you guys this is going to be a good episode. Yeah, we're having a great time. <laughs> okay. Other plot points that you thought were, like, really good. Oh, jeez. Um, the twist with the wings? Yes. Like I said, just twists and turns all over the place with this so, movie. So, and I was really happy with how that was handled. Yes. Because it didn't fully cast them. At, because I don't think that, like, turning the Waynes into the the Bezoses is correct. Because the Waynes, we know, everything we know about them yeah. is that they are actively caring and kind and compassionate, which is why it is such a blow mm-hmm. to the entire city when they're murdered. Yes. So I think it almost feels like the Riddler misinterprets how that mm-hmm. is connected. Because it's like, yeah, like, they put that money in the account. They are not the ones who are misappropriating the funds there. Yeah. They had every intention of it being exactly what they wanted it to be, but they fucking got shot. Like, I don't think that that's his fault. No. And I think even that, how that played out, um, so hearing from Falcone that, like, oh, yeah, your dad, like, was, didn't want all this dirty laundry being aired, so he had the guy killed. And And it's like, he didn't actually do that. No, he asked for help to shut him up, but Falcone's the one that took it the step farther and got him killed. So it was, like, all these, like. For blackmail. Yeah. And it was for nothing else other than blackmail. And then finding out that, like, he had his hit, hit. his hands in the the charity fund that yeah. the cops did and so on and so on and exactly and it's it's like yeah your dad had poor judgment on on this one this one tiny thing to protect your mom yeah and it was like the thing that the not that I agree that you should kill the man no but just like so the thing that they are exposing that makes the Waynes awful Mm -hmm. is Martha Wayne having a a history of mental unwellness. That she spent time in the mental hospital. So, what are you exactly trying to get at? She's mentally unstable, so she shouldn't, she's not a good uh, first wife, essentially. She's she's I, yeah. she's not I know campaigning. So I think that could be a weak spot on the story where it's like that's the dirty laundry. It's like she would spent time in the mental hospital. Yeah. Like I I wish that would have been a bit bigger. I totally agree. Where it's like we've have so many options for like story pieces and yeah, the canon is so broad and outreaching and all of those types of things for sure and so i think that's where it started to kind of unravel for me where it's just like i, I wasn't mad about it no though. no no it's just like oh like this is a weird thread that we're trying to yeah shove in here it was like oh here's I, I didn't more trauma it, for bruce i didn't out. think it was like necessary no but it didn't feel un like untrue 
You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. felt, it felt very grounded in the reality of the situation. Yes. But I don't necessarily think that it was needed to tell the story we were telling. No, not at all. And that's why I meant, that's what I meant, was like, it's just re-triggering Bruce. Yeah. It's finding out this brand new information about his mother that she struggled so much to have to be put into the mental hospital. Yeah. And it's just it's like, like, why well, is that news? Yeah. And on top of the fact that this woman is dead. Yes. Maybe people needing help and getting help mm-hmm. aren't newsworthy. Like, don't. Yes, exactly. Don't be weird. Don't make this weird. And they did it. Yeah. But the other side of that, too, is, like, I feel like it is a good indication of how the Riddler operates. Mm -hmm. Because he has decided to be a judge, jury, and executioner based on what exactly like what are you what are you accusing them of Mm -hmm. that you think they need retribution or whatever it is like what are you actually trying to i think this is the way the orphanage and ended up running yeah you know the fact that bruce had they were dead like why are why are you mad at them for not doing something when they were dead. I think it's just the finger pointing, yeah. right? And then seeing Bruce Wayne getting all the, the love and the sympathy yeah. for because he was a rich orphan. Yes. And, th- and that was I think that's his biggest that what made him snap was like, yeah, I lived in this shitty room with 30 other people getting not on by rats. Yes. And, like, babies dying left, right, and center because of how poorly we were treated. So, it's, like, I think Mm -hmm. that's where it came from was, like, this is the Wayne's fault because, yeah, you died and you mishandled the money. Yeah. And Bruce is getting the love that I should have gotten. Yeah. As an orphan. It's, like, you're not an orphan. It's, like, I I, I promise you I am. Yes. But in in, in Riddle's mind, right? Like, that's what made him snap. Yeah. And I wonder, too, if, because I, I, I never fully understood how he he put the pieces together, if it was, like, if he was an accountant for the Waynes, okay. so him seeing the renewal contract, because he said when I saw the journal of the renewal, yeah, and flipping through the files, that's what got that's him what, that's what, enraged yeah. him. So it's like, so are you an accountant for the Waynes? Is that where this all kind of ties together? Or if you're doing accounting for the city. Yeah. Because it is a citywide project. Right. And that would make more sense in terms of like, just like being mad about the city specifically. Yeah. So I think that's where I think they could have tied it up just a little bit more. I just have some follow-up questions. You know what I mean? Like I I agree with you wholeheartedly. Mm Mm-hmm. What did you like plot wise and everything? Um, I loved that it was so much a detective story. Like there was plot threads and you had to do problem solving and mm-hmm. all of those things felt really lovely and organic in terms of like I I, I want Batman to be a detective because that's what he's fucking supposed to be. Yes. Um And I love at the end when like he um uh, the Riddler's in the jail cell and they're talking and he's like 
you still haven't figured it out. Yes. Like the last bit, he's like, you don't get it. It's like, you're so stupid. And like you said, it's probably something that spurs him on to be yeah. like, I'm going to be the best fucking detective. detective exactly. Even more than I already am. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the clear distinction in the character portrayals that Robert Pattinson does between Batman mm-hmm. and Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Because Batman is authoritative and strong and stoic and concise and does not participate in things he doesn't need to yeah. out of choice. Whereas Bruce Wayne is a wet piece of cardboard <laughs> in the best possible sense. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, that is a noodle soup of a man. <laughs> Where if I pushed him, he would apologize to me. He would. Yeah. And I love that. But I really love the portrayal of Bruce. Yeah. I think that his portrayal of Batman is really great in terms of like he's actually a detective and he's learning on the job and he's really problem solving. Yeah. And you can see like he's not a perfect fighter, which is great. But I think what's more important is he is very clearly not come to grasp with the fact that he can't just be Batman. Right. Until closer to the end of the movie, where he's like, no, like, I need, we need hope. And so I need to be that hope. That hope. And I think that that will spur on. Yeah. Changes. In Bruce. In Bruce. For sure. Because that's why Riddler makes that point. He's like, I'm seeing the real you right now as Batman. Yeah. This is who you are. Not Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. This is you. Do you think the Riddler knows who he is? Yeah, he does that whole thing of calling him Bruce Wayne. When he's in... But he's talking about him in, as, as if Bruce is a separate identity. I, I assume that maybe... I feel... I think he knows who Bruce is. Yeah. Like that he's Batman. Okay. Um, I, that's what I took away from their conversation when he first arrives as Batman with the Riddler. Okay. And that's why he says, like, this is the real you, not Bruce. Bruce is the disguise. Does he actually say that? Or does not, he... Not word for word. But that, like, he kind of just talks about how it's the correct choice to be... Yeah a man, and, like, Batman at that point. But I don't necessarily think he, like, comments anything about it being necessary Mm -hmm. to be a specific type of man to be Batman. Okay. That's an interesting take, because I I very much thought that he figured out who he was. I thought so, too, until he was, like, you know, like, those people like that, like Bruce Wayne, oh. j- just don't get us. And it's like, did you? Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was just like, he phrased it in such a way where it initially yeah. very much so seemed like he had figured it out. And then the second part of it, it was like, do, wait, do you? Do you know what's happening? Right. Huh. That's a really good take. Yeah. All right, we're going to do a quick stop and then we're going to talk about what we think is going to happen in the sequel. 
which is happening. Like they, I think yeah. they've confirmed it now. So there better be. Uh, we're we like it. We're into it, and we want to talk about what we think is coming next. Yeah. Okay. So, what are your big predictions for the next one? Well, I think we, we got a glimpse of it at the very end of the movie um, when Riddler sees that his plan is not working. He's very upset about it. Very upset about it. And uh, his neighbor decides to chime in and make some comments. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was two face at first. Yeah. Just by the way that the face looked and how they framed it mm-hmm. until it was like they start. he starts laughing. I'm like, oh, it's the Joker. Also... Harvey Dent needs to, like, rise to power sort of thing as the... Yeah, you can't really have Two-Face without getting the Harvey Dent story. Yeah, so... I'm... I think we'll see Harvey Dent in the next movie as Harvey Dent. Yeah. Um, And coming into... I'm thinking of our... (laughs) District Attorney, the the DA. The DA. Uh, I think him coming into the DA role um, in establishing relationships... I think we'll see a bit more of the Joker, which I'm not happy about. Really? I I, so I watched the deleted scene. Yeah. And I think he looks terrible. So I think... And I couldn't understand a fucking word he was saying. Okay. Because it was, like, kind of muffled and, like... And it, it's really hard to, like, create a firm opinion based on a deleted scene. Right? Yeah. Because it's like... It's not mixed properly. It's not actually, like, set up to be film quality. Yeah. And I get why you feel that way. And I'm I'm glad it wasn't in the movie. Yeah. Because I think it would have taken too much away from the Riddler. Because then it would... We would have so many questions about... About the Joker. Yeah. And, And from my understanding and what the director has said is that it's... It's... The Joker before the Joker. Yeah. You know, where he's only just kind of coming up into being the crown prince of crime. Crime, yeah. And on that hand, I'm kind of excited to see, like, the early stages. Like, clearly him and Batman have history. Which is great. I agree they have history. I agree. And the fact that we're not going to get that origin story of the two of them, it's already been established. It yeah. It happened off screen. It happened the first year for uh, for Batman. Yeah. And that's great. But I'm also like, I want to see other villains. Yeah. Uh, I am very interested and I don't know, I don't think it's going to come next because it's so grounded in reality. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's going to come next. But I'm very interested in seeing how they're going to do it is Mr. Freeze. Oh, yeah. Because, and I want to say, the best part about Mr. Freeze is he's such a sympathetic villain. He is. Because, yeah, like, he's doesn't do good stuff. Like, he's kind of the worst. But once you learn his backstory and you learn why he is doing what he's doing, yeah, it's very difficult to fault him yes. for doing whatever he can, right? Like, he is really doing this out of the purest form of love. Yeah. Like, sir, like, this is not it, but, like, I get why you're doing it. 
Oh, yeah. And I think that's what makes me excited about this world is seeing what they can do. Yeah. With these types of villains. Yeah. And it's like, like a lot of people on Tumblr are like, cool, you're doing Joker again, but please, like, there's don't do so, him right away. There's so many characters in the rogues gallery. So many. Yes. And I think I love Joker, but he is not the only or really even like the most interesting yeah. villain. He's not. Like Scarecrow would be phenomenal. Scarecrow would be so good in this, in this world. For sure. Especially seeing what the Riddler did and taking note and just being like, I can do this with so much better. Yes. Or like, here's the chemicals that I've already started creating. Yeah. Let's expand it. Or even like Poison Ivy. I would love to see her get a full like movie role. And I understand that was probably... A I think specific it, choice to have yeah. it be... But at the same time, it would also bring it into the comic book world a bit more. Not the campy version or yeah. anything like that, but just like, hey, this is a comic movie. Yeah. And, and we talked about it, it, it. This very much felt like more of a graphic novel. Yes. Which is great. Which is I great. And it. it was so fun, but it didn't feel cartoony the way that I expect a comic movie to feel. Yeah. Which is fine. And I'm cool with that. But I think we just need to be aware of how that shakes out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I thought they did a cool... I thought they did. were do, doing a cool uh, nod to Bane. With his... Um, <laughs> with his adrenaline. That she's like, what is that? And it's like, it's literally just a, an Eshi pen. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a shot of adrenaline. I was like, oh, it would have been so cool. Because it was green and Bane stuff. Venom. Bane Venom. I think he could be a fun um, person to bring in. I, I like the Dark Knight Rises and Tom Hardy, but at the same time, I understand all the criticism. I do. For him. I do. The weird voice. It was a, a, a choice. Yes. Uh, so this is actually one of the few times that I really feel like you could do uh, Raja Ghoul. <gasps> yeah. Very, very well. Yes. Because it's so based in... Uh, cult following yeah and mysticism in terms of like you don't necessarily it doesn't necessarily have to be a literal page for page thing yeah but they are so based in the perception of the cult yes it's like that is a brilliant story beat that you could work on because there's so much story-wise that's there yeah that could be very easily adapted into feeling real even the court of owls i every fiber of my being just wants to have the court of owls be done properly correct and beautiful and i want i want it i want it so be it and i can see battenson being able to to go into those into that story really well yeah i could absolutely see that too and like we talked about before robin robin needs to be brought in yes yes even as just like uh here's a little orphan and it lives in the tower now and like even if he's like, <laughs> but 
I really truly believe that this is the only iteration of a Bruce Wayne who would consciously make the decision that a 10 year old fighting crime <laughs> is fine. Like it's a good choice. Was it Jason? Was Jason was the first Robin? Uh, Dick Grayson okay. was the first Robin. Jason right. was the second. Right. Um, so you had Dick, who was the very first, who then became Nightwing. Yeah. And then you had Jason Todd, who was beaten to death the crowbar via vote by the fans. So they, it was the, the episode... Like the the crap the comic finished. Oh, okay. Right before the ending oh. scene, and they uh, sent it out with a vote. Yeah. To does Robin live or die? Oh. Okay. And uh, the the fandom killed Jason and beat him to death with a crowbar. Uh, and so we went for several years thinking that Jason was dead. Yeah. And then we had the introduction of Red Hood. That's right. I couldn't remember if um and Red Hood was like a anti-hero when yeah. he first came back and then was like a proper Bat family own hero. Right. See, it, it makes me so disappointed because we could be getting Red Hood at this point. There's it's so much frustrating. information. Like guys, get it together. Instead of, you know, retelling Batman's story over and over. I'm so sick of the Waynes dying! So sick of it. I and mean, I'm very happy you didn't have to watch it happen this time. Yes. But, yeah, we, we could have had Jason Todd at this point. We and really we could have had... I mean, there is the Titans, and I believe he is in this. Yes. In there as well, and, and that storyline is going on. But, like I said, it would be great to have a, a silver screen version. Yes. And I'm not upset about the concept of, like, introducing the Robins and, like, us working up to that. Because yeah. I think that that is the correct way to do it. Yes. Especially because they all have different skills and they all kind of use different... Because mm -hmm. you would have to start off with Dick. Yes. You know, you can't skip to Damien. The idea of skipping directly to Damien makes my blood boil. Because the whole, one of Damien's big things is he thinks he's too good to be a Robin. Yes. Because he's the blood son. It's like, you're a clone, but cool. Like you, were, you were stolen DNA at best, friend. <laughs> uh, but so in that, that's a big component of yeah. Damien's character, is he thinks he's too good to be a Robin. Yeah. Where it's like, that was a stepping stone to Nightwing. To this, to that, and it's mm -hmm. like Robin is not a forever title. No, it's just like it is a situation have, to yeah. allow you to understand the consequences of what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. And if you want to continue on, you continue on. Yeah, you're you're still Bruce's adopted child. Yeah, <laughs> like he loves you either way. I'm just picturing. Bruce adopting a kid because he thinks that they have cool skills and they're like, I don't want to be Robin. <laughs> I just want to like read my book and fence. Yeah. Like whatever it is like he like adopted them for for the like cool skill and they're like, I don't want to be a Robin. Which makes me incredibly happy. 
Yeah. Just the concept of him being like, look at this cool child I met. <laughs> I brought them home. And it's like, you can't just continue to bring children home. They probably have families. And it's like, I brought a, I, I found a new Robin. And they're like, what? <laughs> Alfred comes in as like another child. Yeah. <laughs> so do I have to take the costume in? Or yeah. Do I... I'm like, what am I doing with this? <laughs> oh, how old is this one? <laughs> Bruce, I'm going to England. You need to take care of the child. You need to feed this. <laughs> It'll die. <laughs> the fact that you're still alive is a miracle. Yeah. Like, you know, like, when you start to feel hungry? Mm-hmm. Two days before you would normally start to feel hungry, please feed the kid. Yes. <laughs> Give Batson a Robin, damn it. He it's deserves Batman. it. It yeah. is. We deserve it. We deserve it. You are right. So good. So good. By the way, I love his costume. I love it. They did a yeah. great job from, like, head to toe. Um, I just appreciate the sheer volume of greasy black eyeliner. <laughs> that he's, like, rubbing directly into his eye sockets. Just before a fight? Yeah. And that it's like, uh, friend, close your eyes. Step one. <laughs> uh, and two, why does it need to be in your eyeballs? Yeah. That's why he looks like he's crying as Batman. Yeah. Like, just the sheer stinging of the makeup. As Bruce, he looks like he's crying because he's probably crying. If he ever looks like he's crying as Batman, it's because he has grease paint in his eyes. I love that opening sequence of him in the train and he's like, he runs to the bathroom and he's just like aggressively rubbing the paint. Wiping in and around his eyes, which makes me fucking die. It's so funny. How do you not find that hilarious? It's stupid and it's great. <laughs> There's so many pieces of Batman where I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen, and I love it so much. And it's working. Um some other like highlights and stuff. Like I really feel like the graphic design and yes. like how the city looks yes. feels like Gotham. Where it's like, it's gross, but it's like a big city. It's an industrial city. Mm-hmm. But it's also just shitty. Whereas I, I find with some of the real life or the the, the live action iterations uh, yeah. of Gotham, it's just New it just York. feels like New York exactly. Whereas like this very much so feels like its own weird yeah. little city, its own little borough. Yeah, and you believe it. As well as, like, the visuals were really stunning in this film. Yes. Like, the way they did lighting was incredible. There's been so many really, really wonderful sequences. Yeah. Visually. Like, visually stunning sequences. Mm-hmm. I just remember, like, the the first time that we see Bruce going down, like, the main strip. Where it's all of those old, almost Victorian, gothic-looking buildings. Yeah. Plastered with lcd screens and it's like if you were gonna show me something that felt like gotham that's it yeah that is exactly it so overall like i i thought it was a really good film um i still find that the dark knight is such a high standard for a batman film that's fair and and mostly because it is all due to heath ledger as the Joker. Yeah. I think he 
raise the bar so high. That's fair. And not just for Joker, but just as a Yeah, as a he character. elevated the acting in the film. Yes. By how good he was. Yes. Um, so I think in terms of, like, being a film, mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. Like, I think... they Like, you, like we've been saying, it took itself too seriously where it was comical, and I don't think that was the point the director was trying to make. But I also don't know if that was, like, because nobody else seemed to think it was as funny as we did. No, and I don't know if that was just the audience that we were with. Or, or if we had just, like set ourselves up for failure because we like like you said we were actively looking at memes before like even before we went saw it on yeah the film and maybe that's what was a part of it too where it's like oh this makes so much more sense yeah of like joker joker and riddler laughing hysterically in arkham (laughs) and the guard just being like Fuck my life. <laughs> I can't imagine being that guard where it's just those two. Um, so I wanna say I feel like the Dark Knight is better as a standalone film. Yeah. And I think even without having a lot of context with who Batman is, and like removing it kind of because like it's it's just a really good movie yeah removing it from the concept of being a superhero movie the dark knight is arguably better yeah but i do think that this is a truer representation of what batman is supposed to be yes i agree with that yeah where it's like do i think like as like a concept and as a film the dark knight's a better film yes but I feel like this is more true to a representation of Batman. Yeah, and thank you so much, Robert Pattinson, for not doing the stupid Batman voice. Yeah, like, no, Christian he just like he just existed. He's like, no, this is what I sound like. And there was there was a difference between Bruce's voice and Batman's voice. And it was not and like was, a like he was putting on a voice. He literally was just like, I'm gonna speak with authority. Yeah. And like actually enunciate and talk at a volume that human beings can hear. As as Batman. Yeah. And then he's basically looking at his feet, speaking into his own chest, and whispering <laughs> as Bruce, which is fair, because yeah. he's a little weird weasel man. <laughs> um, Yeah, no, like, and I, I totally get where you're coming from with that. Like, I think, like, if I was to objectively rate it as a film, I, I still think The Dark Knight is a better movie. Yeah. But... I thoroughly enjoyed this. I feel like this is a much closer representation, especially to how the older Batman comics were. Yeah. Where it is like the the whole point is that he doesn't have superpowers, but is incredibly smart Mm -hmm. and uses his intelligence to his benefit. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. hundred percent. And I'm going to watch it again. Oh yeah. Like absolutely. I will a hundred percent watch the movie again. I enjoyed it. I'm glad we got to go together. I'm super happy that we got to go together. Uh, bummer for everybody in the movie theater who didn't have as much fun as we did. I'm not sorry. <laughs> like, you guys need to get a sense of humor. Come on now. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry. Every single word out of Commissioner Gordon. He's not even Commissioner. He's Lieutenant Gordon in yes. this movie. Uh, out of Gordon's mouth is a fucking gem. That is a pearl that you can take home. 
And it's so good. And it's so deadpan. Oh! The delivery was fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, and that's actually like, I think they took it very seriously, but it made the things that were supposed to be funny that much funnier. Yeah. And and there was like a few actual funny moments that were supposed to be comical in the film. So it did break up that kind of tension really nicely. Yes. And I think you're allowed to like deflate that tension a little bit, even with just like, really? Did you really just say that? Yeah. Without even necessarily like needing to explain or we're having like this lovely dinner and I have a text message from my stepfather that I need to answer right now where they're like breaking up a moment that shouldn't be broken up. Like all of the moments where you're getting bits and pieces Mm -hmm. of funny real life things yeah feel earned they feel correct yes like they're they're interlocked into the narrative really well also too it did not feel like a three-hour film no no we i felt like we'd been there for like 45 minutes yeah i i think there's only a couple parts where it's like okay it's okay. gonna fade to black and it didn't and i was like this is great rather than like oh fuck we have yeah. like 20 more minutes of this Yeah, it's like, oh, they're going to fucking short us on this. And they never did. No. And I really appreciate how it didn't flinch away from the weird, uncomfortable shit. Yeah. It's it's meant to be weird and uncomfortable. Yes. It's meant to be like, oh, this is really fucking skeevy. I hate it. I hate it. Like the whole lower level that um, Selena has to go in while she's helping Batman. The whole thing made me sad. And she's like, please don't make me talk to him. He's like, go talk to him. Fuck. And it's like, you know those types of guys. Yeah. Where you're like, like, this isn't the worst. I don't want to do this. It really is just like, it's unsettling in how real it feels. Yeah. Where it's like, oh no, like this is just like a thing. This is a Tuesday. So we would love to hear what you guys think. And especially Dr. DC, those fellas. I know. Like I'm... It was very ominous, the comment, because it was like, we're very interested to hear your opinion. That either means that you have strong positive opinions or strong negative negative opinions. Because I don't think anybody who's like mediocre on a movie is like, we want to know what you have to say. Because you're like, I don't care about this movie. It's fine. (laughs) So, uh, boys, I'm very interested to see what you guys want to say. Mm-hmm. Or if you think we've just been talking out of our ass this entire episode. I might have been. I don't really know. <laughs> Kayla's going to listen to this tomorrow and be like, did I? What did I talk about this whole time? <laughs> you did very well. You did. It I was- did. <laughs> uh, I will openly admit, like, my eyes were closed for a large portion of this back half. And I'm laying on the couch talking. With my eyes closed. Because <laughs> I need a nap. We're almost done. We're almost done. This is a home stretch. I need, fucking want to go to bed. So please let us know what you guys think. <laughs> Sorry. If you've seen the film, reach out. Um, Mike, I already know your opinion. It's fine. <laughs> you don't have to say anything. I'm interested in anybody's opinion. Like, yeah. don't DM me. But... <laughs> Like, personally. Like, you can send a message to the page, but don't yeah, talk to me personally. <laughs> I don't want to do that. 
I already get enough. Like, I get weird DMs. Oh, uh, that'll be a discussion for another time, folks. Don't yeah. worry. Don't we'll we'll get there, but <laughs> I don't today. want I don't want to filter more than I already do. So comment, email, or message the page. Yeah. Um this has been super fun. It has. We will it's nice to get back into the swing of things because we've kind of had like a weird couple of months. Like I got coronavirus in late January, early February, so it's like couldn't do anything there. Yeah. Horizon um, Zero or Forbidden West came out. I didn't want to talk to anyone until I was done. Yeah. I, I hunkered down for like the past month. Um, I have depression and I didn't want to leave my couch for seven days. Like, I'm just going to lay here and hope to die. Like, not like actively, but being like, this could end now and that'd be fine. I was also going through it too. So, yeah. Like, and it's we're people mm-hmm. and shit happens we still will do a uh, international women's day podcast to yeah. talk about our favorite females and it just like life got in the way of us having mm-hmm. time to record together and the emotional capacity to record together we want to give you quality content yeah like if, I don't if want... it's forced it's not going to be fun for anyone no I would much rather wait an extra week or two and do something that we really like to talk about exactly. than be like, I don't want to be here. And that's where you get the short, like, random episodes of, like, we don't want to really have a big topic, but let's just shoot the shit. Yeah, like, let's just let's talk. Let's fun, too. But, which is fine, but I still want to want to do those things. You know what I mean? Yeah. My whole tit is out. <laughs> I looked down and I realized my entire bra is out and I'm just flashing Felicia my titties. It's been great for me. Yeah, it's been (laughs) happy birthday. Like, I don't know what you want from me. Um, I'm going to finish my drink and have a nap. So, yeah. We'll see you next time, folks.